Boys, I, I checked the soup. I did. How's the soup? <laughs> Soup's good. It sounds like code. It sounds Is it like a euphemism? Uh, soup's, uh, soup got a little thick, so I uh, had to add some water. If you know what I mean. <laughs> if you okay. know what I mean. I am. Um, I don't actually know what you mean. Is, there you, was too much explain? dead guy in the cement <laughs> that I call soup, so explain? I had to thin it out. I'm unclear on your floated. metaphor. Could you explain your metaphor a little bit? We had a I concrete floater. Oh, <laughs> is that where we kill people? Is that the part where we kill people? No, we no, it's where we, we put them in concrete and send them to the bottom of the uh, the the Hudson. Uh, but I mean that that. Surely that kills them. I mean, they can't enjoy. Well, it. I mean, they're dead. They're dead when it. they're in the cement. You oh, don't want to put a live person we, in the cement. At what point do we kill them? Is it before? Usually, or after that? usually before. Sometimes during. I'm glad very I'm, rarely after. I'm really glad I'm recording this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Pixels and Puppets, the Operation Puppet Podcast, the only podcast to combine the subjects of gaming, tech, media, and puppets for no easily explainable reason. It is January 27th, 2023. You are the internet. I am Kevin Blades. My pronouns are he, him. And this is episode two of Pixels and Puppets, the Operation Puppet podcast. Joining me are my co-hosts. His pronouns are he, him. It's Jamie, a.k.a. Scumboy. Hello. And his pronouns are he, him. It's Andrew, a.k.a. Bat Phantom. It's me. So we might sound a little different. Or we um, might not. Hopefully, hopefully we'll say that. Oh, I'll. I'm going to sound great. We'll get to the reason why in, uh, momentarily. But um, so we're recording this one remotely, and uh, unlike the last one, because Andrew's roommate Matt, who you may know from the uh, Frankie Play streams, has unfortunately been diagnosed with COVID. So we're playing so, it well, safe. Well, I mean, he did the test. So he yeah. did the. He did the test. Yeah, right. He so, did and, the test. So, so we're just we're playing it safe. We're being responsible adults. And we're, yeah. we're doing this remotely. And unfortunately, it all came together at the last second. Like, we literally didn't know until this morning. So it's kind of thrown together. So we're just, I'm re- literally recording a Discord call. Hopefully, it won't sound that much worse. Because we've all got good mics. We've got some decent yes. equipment going on. Thankfully, so. somebody was ahead of the curve. And looked up somebody <laughs> with a microphone. It's, it's fine. So I'm trying, I'm trying to remember. Breathe. Because last time on episode one, when I was doing the edit, and I promise this wasn't the case in my head, but I I kind of sounded a bit frantic, I think. I was a bit shouty. And and I think Scarlet, shout out to Scarlet, because we always have to shout out Scarlet on everything we do. Um, Scarlet nailed it with, like, I just got YouTuber brain for a minute. Right? <laughs> so I just started, like... I, I was not that manic when we were recording in my head, but listening back, I sounded very frantic and shouty. And I promise we're this is this is still the chill, hang it out, fun podcast. We're not shouting sure at people. Playing it back at 1.25, were you? I don't think I was. No, I was just shouting, like particularly the intro, I was very shouty. And it was not it was not good. After two bourbons, we in our heads we were wearing top hats and monocles. But the simple truth is, we were very excited to be back. It is that, that there's that too. There was a lot of adrenaline. There, there really was. It's been a minute. And, it's been uh, a minute. And we're we're calmer now, I guess. I don't know because sure. this is this is brand new. We have not done this remotely yet. This is the Ever. first time doing it. So yeah, I don't think anyone has done a remote podcast. No, never. No, this is we're breaking new ground. New this ground. doesn't. This doesn't sound like every other podcast you've listened to for the past 
three years. It's fine. It's it's all it's all fine. I will I will definitely say we definitely sound better than eighty five percent of other podcasts because we're not using you know AirPods and a laptop yeah, exactly. that's across the room. We're at least using real microphones. Three people um, huddled around a, uh, a blue yeti yeah, exactly. cardoid, so one that's, person's directly behind it and sounds like an echo. That's episodes one to ten of No Such Thing as a Fish. That's basically what they were doing. <laughs> and, and they're now like one of the most popular podcasts on the planet, so we'll get there. It's fine. We, we've already put in the investment that we require to, to get to that level. And I'm sure it'll happen because first bit of news in the intro. Well, for that, you know, before we get the news... Let's, let's just catch up because it's been three weeks and that's, it's a bit unusual. Probably, we're going to only try and have two weeks go by between episodes, but this time just because of scheduling, uh, mm-hmm. three weeks went by. So some of us have been doing fun things. I went on a cruise. <laughs> it's true. You were on a boat. I was on a boat in a very, very expensive cabin. <laughs> I saw a little bit of the video that Matt was posting to Facebook. Yeah. That was a big room. It was Colossal. It was the whole boat is against God's plan. There's no question <laughs> that God looks down on this boat and goes, Are you fucking kidding me right <laughs> this now? This the Oasis? Uh no, it was the Allure. Ah. The but Allure. Yes, the Allure oh of the my. Seas. Uh if you look for Hard Travels video of the uh Royal Loft Suite on on YouTube, you will see the suite we stayed in. And it's bananas. It's it's a two story suite. So uh, I have one question. The, yes. Um, in in one of the, I mean, I don't spend a lot of time on Facebook and we'll get to that later, but mm. um, I saw that there was a piano somewhere. There's a there was full a piano. You had like a lounge. piano in the suite. <laughs> it was, it was so ludicrous. So my question um, is, would, yes. would, would, was somebody to play the piano part of the package? Did you have somebody? There was somebody, a ghost. <laughs> Okay. Matt hasn't posted the video yet, but there is a ghost that will play <laughs> piano for you. We're saying that's, an for, that's for the Patreon tier. There is an interface that you have to use for the ghost in the form of a Yamaha interface <laughs> with the MIDI files. When you, once you choose the MIDI file, be it Chopin, be it the blues, oh my God, be it not Mozart, uh, you choose the file and then the ghost <laughs> takes over and plays the piano for you. And plays it lovely. Wow. Did you do your spot-on Robert Goulet impression at the I uh, piano? Missed that opportunity. What? I'm, I'm now I'm just dis- now I'm disappointed. I didn't Goulet <laughs> the shit. You've retroactively moment. ruined his entire oh, vacation. I'm sorry. I <laughs> no, thought for fair. sure that'd be a thing you would do. Holy shit. I think Matt's probably happy I didn't. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> not, you not if you had that thought, you would just would have been doing it the entire time. It's true. That would have been the of the of the trip. <laughs> but uh, no, it was it was neat, um, and we had you know sweet access. We were able to eat at all the restaurants, no extra charge, no extra charge. It wasn't free, kids. It wasn't free, <laughs> but it was no extra charge. So you both have been on cruises. Yeah, I've right? been on Royal too. Okay. Yep. And I have not. Yeah. And part of the reason for that is I don't quite understand cruises. Now here, let me, let me mm-hmm. get through this because yeah. what I do understand, because to me, it's like you've taken a nice hotel yes, and then you've made it float. You No, no. It's more than that. You've taken a resort 
and put it on a, and, and made it float. Okay. Not just a hotel, a full resort. All right. With, okay. With so there's the first, there's the first beaches, misunderstanding. Right? And, yeah. That, because way, I love hotels. I absolutely love staying at hotels. But to me, it would be like, it, it feels, and again, this is me going on a type of podcast that I hate and I'm currently doing it where you just speculate on something you've never done and have no information about. And then you form an opinion based on that speculation. That's what I'm currently doing. The difference is that I have two people here who have actually done the thing and I could ask questions of and, and get an expert opinion. So they set this up as a family vacation and, okay. and it absolutely is designed for that. I mean, sure. we were four grown ass people just enjoying ourselves, but it's clearly designed for, for families overall. And that's great. But the nice thing was uh, we were in this, this, the star suite, this, yeah, the star suites. Uh, so we had our own area. So the, the plebs were not wandering about. Um, <laughs> my main, my main thing that I like to do on the boats is eat. And they're the food on, on Royal Caribbean. And like most of the good cruise line, the food is absolutely stunning. Well, see, that's the it, thing I'm trying to, cause I keep thinking to me, it would be like you take a really fantastic restaurant and then mm -hmm. make it hover. There are so, really, restaurants. Why is it hovering? Why, you know, like that? You know, so the, it's the boat way aspect my, that I don't quite get. The way my parents sold me on it when I was dubious about cruising was it's like the nicest hotel room you've ever stayed at, and then every morning you wake up and you're in a different place. You okay, pack, all you right. You don't have to switch things there. Yep. So. Like I wake up and I'm in the Grand Caymans. Oh, excellent. Or when we were doing the transatlantic, we wake up and we're in the middle of the Atlantic. So we'd go and do um, all the different onboard activities. Um, it's, it's really nice. I really enjoy cruising. So Andrew, were, you, were a, you getting off the boat at any point or like, what's... yeah, no, we, I got off, we got off at Roatan, which is Honduras, okay. but it's an Island off the Honduras. So I felt like it was cheating a little bit, but it was nice. Um, so we, Obviously islands count. Islands exist. Know, there are people on the island, you know. But um, what they expect you to do are excursions mm -hmm. where you, you you pay extra and they take you to a place and you do a cool thing. You drive dune buggies or you you go uh, into a volcano or all kinds of crazy It sounds like somebody, somebody like, with the clipboard is standing there smiling at you. They're generally a little bit better than that. Like you can go mm -hmm. on like rum tastings in. Yeah. Remember, um, my entire frame of reference is the love boat. So yeah, <laughs> no, no, they'll give you a prop. You get a proper tour of the island, you know, and in a guided tour, which is nice. You know, if if you like, if you want to get a taste of the place, sure. You know, and and there's all kinds of of, of cool things that they do. We didn't do a lot of that. I'll, so what we did was we got off the boat, we went past the excursions. And we actually wandered into the town. Okay, Which, cool. In Roatan, cool. it's it's very rustic. <laughs> South American. <laughs> yeah, it's not shockingly like it's like oh no, this is legit. This is real. It's real. This is how yeah. it is. And you know, and these people. I've been knowledge, baby. Their living, I know what you're yeah, talking about. They they these these are people that generally make their living off of tourism. Uh, it's crazy. Go when you go through the phalanx of of guys trying to get you to take a taxi at that, at that gate <laughs> mm -hmm. and in uh, the hustle that everybody's on the hustle. Sure. We got past and the one guy was talking to Matt and it's like, Hey guys, you know, I'll take you to the place. It'll be safe. And I'm like, if you don't lead with, it'll be safe. Then maybe well, it's no, not I mean, safe. Some of these areas. I mean, Mexico, Mexico is a fun place right now. So yeah. anyway, it was, you know, so we, but we went for a little walk and we, we went into the town and we saw, and there was a, there was a food stall that was there and she, she had 
oil boiling with food in it. I'm, I'm looking at it going, boy, part of me wants to experience this. And part of me recognizes that this would pretty <laughs> danger, much end my danger. entire trip. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not so acclimatized said, to eating it, then oh, Lord. maybe not. It, but then again, the boiling oil would probably be. I, you know. It looked legit. But I'm going to tell you, you probably missed out on some extremely legit pupusas there. Mm-hmm. I didn't see any pupusas offhand, but um, yeah. Anyway, it's the kind of thing where if you went with a with somebody who was local or, or yeah, with some yeah. experience, you get a little better uh, taste of it. But we you know we just got, we got off the boat, we wandered around, we did that at all three locations. It was Costa Maya and uh, and Cozumel, Mexico, were the other two locations. All right. So you know, and and unfortunately, they were a little too far from from town, so you didn't really get much of a. You would have had to take a cab to get to town, and then it's like, man, what's the point? Sure. At, for us, so you know, at least we got off the boat. That's the key. A lot of people don't get off the boat, and that's fine. You know. I mean, if you've got a drink package, you know, all your drinks are free. The bartenders are fantastic. Why would I leave? Well, this is it. To be among foreigners. Yeah, you know. (laughs) The Uh, problem with the drinks package is people take it as a challenge. Yep. We didn't see any of that, but it is true. And, and But the pricing of the drinks package has gotten so ludicrous that most people don't bother with it now. Sure. They Mm -hmm. just go a la carte and, you know. And good. Yeah. (laughs) It's good. That's good. I think that's half the reason they they charge as much as they do. Yeah. uh, I, but the entertainment, I mean, they had a full-ass production, like, touring company of Mamma Mia on the boat. Like, the actual touring company, the yeah. full production, two and a half hours. Uh, it was it was amazing. It was it was truly stunning. And the other crews I took, it was, they had a full production of uh, We Will Rock You, which, again, was equivalent to the show that I saw in Toronto. And I actually liked it a little better. They tightened up the book a bit. <laughs> But um, anyway, this, this is the kind of thing that they do now. And, you know, other ships have productions of Cats and uh, you know, Rock of Ages. And I guess that's the thing. I keep seeing, stuff. like, themed cruises, right? You know, like the, right. the 7,000 tons of metal or whatever it is. Like all oh, those, you know, the specialty, one, yeah. the specialty cruises. It should be a puppet mm-hmm. cruise. We should have a Make puppet cruise. I mean, there's the end game for Operation yeah. Puppet, right? Yeah. That's yeah, when yeah, I decided exactly. to retire. We'll just do... All right, how you doing, everybody? It's uh, we're here on the Lido deck. It would not take much to get the puppet <laughs> community together. <laughs> you know, all those, all those Disney folk, all those, True. all those Henson folk, get them together away from the. I guess the problem would be Finally bringing my chance to meet licensed Vogel. puppets. Like everybody brings their their personal puppets that aren't licensed by Disney. And they just uh, I can have, help. A, have a nice show. I can help. But yeah, anyway, it's it was it was a lot of fun. And and we were healthy until literally the return. Um <laughs> I we like, sitting I like the, the preface airport. of that. Yeah. Well, you know, COVID COVID there's not a lot of COVID protocols. There weren't a lot of people wearing masks. Yeah, but, of course. You know, for the most part it was it was it's really over. Haven't you heard it doesn't exactly. exist? Yeah. It's so it's, fun. We Especially won. in America. Mission accomplished. <laughs> um so we're we're in the airport in Houston. And I had booked a, a later flight because it was a lot cheaper. So we we got to the airport at eleven, and the flight was scheduled at six thirty. Um, so we got to our gate. And we're just just chilling, and uh, this small Mexican woman is just hacking up a lung, <laughs> and she's got a she's got a mask on. God bless her, uh, except when she was on the phone, which was half the time. <laughs> yeah, of course. So the phone blocks like, COVID. Uh, Did you know that the phone emits yeah, radio and, waves and that you know, kills COVID? They're telling they're telling you COVID's over. So yeah, what's the COVID vaccine? Is it's five G? So if it's a five G phone, it automatically kills COVID. <laughs> See, I hadn't thought of that. But Joe was three G. Yeah, that's the problem. So, that was the problem. It was three G. 
Uh, you're, yeah. no, you, you may be right. I don't know. Not enough G. Plans go. Uh, ironically, <laughs> ironically, her flight less was required G's. That's right. Her flight was canceled. She was going to Pueblo. I, you know, I, I didn't talk to her, but I, I stayed as far away from her as I possibly could. Um, but her flight to Puebla was canceled because of a fucking volcano. <laughs> wow. I swear to God, okay. I looked it up and I, I looked up the flight. And every the good other news flight is volcanoes week, kill COVID. <laughs> I looked up every other <laughs> flight that canceled. I'm like, why did every other flight get canceled? What kind of business plan is this when they run a flight that gets canceled every other day? And I asked the guy and he said, oh, yeah, there's a volcano and the ash comes into the airport. Jesus. OK. I mean, <laughs> all right. Fair I enough. Mean, what are you going to do? Argue? You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, excuse so me, volcano. <laughs> Try not doing that. Yeah. So anyway, wow. she's there long enough to get us uh, to dose us both with COVID, and it took on Matt. Thankfully, I it didn't take for me. I should have drank more liquor during the week. That would have probably protected. You me. know, it's a, it is barrier. You're currently you're currently treating yourself. Well, I did, yes. as I was going to say, I did drink more than I've ever drank in my life on the boat <laughs> because Rhonda's evil. Uh, she's just a, a vessel of 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 liquor and makes made me drink uh, all the time. And she was so mean. But, uh, but I, I feel guilty. I feel guilty because uh, I feel, oh I feel God, like we're was, partly responsible for you starting. No, it was good. I'm glad I find, I'm at the, a, I'm at the point where I can enjoy myself and have, have some drinks. Responsibly. And, like, as we all yeah. drunk. But I was definitely drunker than I've ever been in my life. On <laughs> and it was fine. Nothing happened. Because you're on a boat. What are you going to do? Myself. You're on a boat. Exactly. Well, you know, you could end up in the brig. I didn't yeah, get to no, see they, the brig. they do have a brig. Please God yeah. tell me there's a brig. Holga. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, my parents were just on like a three month cruise. Jesus, Murphy! What? Seriously? I didn't even yeah. know that was a thing. Yeah, it was. It's technically a series of cruises, but yeah. they started in Vancouver <laughs> and they this ended boat up in Singapore. Stop. The captain's just there with a long beard. God, we're not. I didn't stopping. realize they were three months. Holy yeah. cow! They uh, they left Vancouver. They went to Hawaii. Then from Hawaii, they went to Bora Bora, and then to Australia. And they went around Australia several times for different cruises. Uh, then they went to, to New Zealand to leave their orbit, and then they went back to Australia, <laughs> and then they ended up in Singapore, and they flew home from Singapore. Wow, that's amazing! Lot. Did they? Yeah. I assume they enjoyed themselves. Yeah, no, they they had a great time. Are they done? Is it like never cruise again kind of a thing? I mean, three months. <laughs> this was go. their big one. This was the you know we've been inside for three years. We need to mm-hmm. uh, to, to cruise a bit. So nice. And okay. they got to see my, one of my cousins lives in Darwin, Australia, and it's the very tippy top of Australia that nobody ever goes to. So they got to visit him. So that was uh, that was nice for them. He was just glad to have visitors. Yeah, they nice to see another human. <laughs> people at last. People. So are we good? Do we move on? To yeah. The next order of business. No, I got it off my chest. It's all fine. No, it's good. It's good. People like banter. It's fine. Um, but we do have a couple of announcements that are really quite good. So when we started this thing, I was not at all sure how it was going to go. And so based on my previous experience uh, of us having a, uh, an old podcast, as if you listen to episode zero, you will get the whole history of uh, what this is and why it is. Um, I I set a target. I said between episode one and episode two, if we can hit a hundred downloads, then I'm going to get myself a new mic because there's a mic I've been, had my eye on. We'll get to that in a second. I set that target because I didn't think it was achievable because, <laughs> because I didn't really want to so spend sad. the money 
And well, this is the thing, like I keep, I talk about this on the blog a lot about how, like when you're at this level, when you're, you know, we're, we're tiny, tiny, um, mm. and that's fine. But like you measure your successes in ones, not hundreds, right? Like you, that's the numbers that count. Like every single person who listens, every single person who watches it, it matters. And so I went a hundred downloads is, would have been unthinkable for the old podcast, but like within two episodes. That's depressing. But it's, it's true. It's just, it's just the way it is, right? Like mm. we, we were in single digits by the time that we, we ended that one. Um, and then we never got above like 40 ish. Uh, so I was like, that's probably not going to happen, particularly because this is a much more niche podcast than the other one. Right. So it's like, well, no, there's less people listening to this probably. Currently we are sitting at 130 downloads. <laughs> For episode zero and one, um, we blew past 100 earlier in this week. And that is entirely thanks to Mastodon. Thank you, mm -hmm. Mastodon. Um, so I am currently addressing you from an Electro Voice RE20 microphone, which is, if you know anything about microphones, this is a God tier microphone. It is what the Stevie Wonder album that featured the single Superstition was most likely recorded on just just a little just little, a little album just a called little, talking you know, book yeah you know uh, um, but that means it's old it is old well this is the thing about like microphones like particularly classic microphones they have not changed in like 40 50 years the only concession they've done is add neodymium magnets to it yeah and that's it the 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 the, the frame of this thing has been unchanged since the 60s if you look at if you got like you know guys looking at me on the webcam right now if you look at this mm -hmm. and you look at the picture of stevie wonder it's the same mic like it's yeah it's literally the same mic so thank you everyone this is i mean that was my metric of of impossible and we blew past it so this is officially a success. Thank you, everybody. I know it doesn't seem like the numbers aren't big and they never will be big, but they're big enough. They're yeah. much bigger than I thought they were going to be. And that's amazing. So thank you Kudos. very really much, hope, everybody. Really hope you enjoyed episode one and we're going to do our best here in episode two. Yeah, can't you tell? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're off to a flying start. So to say thank you. Um, and this was planned ahead of time, but this is just an extra kind of uh, bonus. Um, you can't see this because it's an audio podcast. If you've been uh, on the Discord or have been on my Mastodon, you know that I have some swag. There are some coffee mugs that on one side have the Operation Puppet logo and on the other side have Pixels and Puppets logo for the podcast. Um, there are five of these that we are giving away. All you have to do if you want to enter into the contest is send an email with your shipping address to podcast at operationpuppet.com. This will be in the show notes, so don't worry, you don't have to memorize it. Um, and then when we get to episode three, we are going to pick five random, and I do mean random, winners from everybody who enters. Uh, and I will, uh, I'll pay for the shipping myself, and I will send you one of these attractive coffee bugs. So... Thank you, everybody. It's amazing. I never thought we'd do this, but we are. So there we go. That's 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 the whole thing. I think our numbers are going to go up a fair amount once we get. <laughs> you know, everyone wants the coffee bug. That's the important once, thing. Once we toot that out, 
<laughs> exactly. Well, get, uh, uh, I don't know, who's a popular rock star these days? I don't, I said the word rock star and I know <laughs> that's, Sebastian that's already old. Oh, heavens, help me. Uh, what about George Clinton? He sure. tweets a lot of things. He's still alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's half as alive as you say he is. Uh, so yeah, seriously, that's, that's unbelievably awesome. I did not, yeah. I did not think we would get there. It's just, it's just didn't seem possible, but this is part of this, this new wave of like non-algorithmic social media. That's what tipped us over the top is the fact that it's just people sharing with other people, just like the olden days, like, Keep like what it used to be. the ground and keep reaching for the stars. <laughs> Thank you, Casey Kasem. <sighs> okay, in that, we are going to take a quick break and then we will be back with The Puppet Pit. You have entered an alternate dimension, a dimension of fleece and fur, of foam and industrial adhesives, so I hope you have good ventilation. A signpost up ahead. Watch your step. You have just stumbled into the puppet pit. Welcome to the puppet pit. Jamie is, show- is currently, on- you can't see this because it's an audio podcast, but Jamie was showing off his Nosferatu puppet from operationpuppet.com. I have to do it in that voice because that's the marketing voice. Uh, we, we talk about all things puppet stuff that's been going on with Operation Puppet in the past. Well, since we did the last podcast, so it'll be the last three weeks in mm-hmm. this case. Uh, so where are we starting here? Ah, yes. I had to say it in this voice because if you're a Venture Brothers fan, you know exactly what this means. I've been blogging. It's, uh, it's a thing that apparently... so. <laughs> Part and parcel of this new, as we were talking about, this new kind of impetus on people-driven social media as opposed to algorithmic social media is blogging is starting to make a bit of a comeback. And I want to get in on that because I've always liked it. And when it went away, I was sad. And now it's kind of back a bit. So every weekday, and I do try and take weekends off, although sometimes I do post on weekends because if something happens, I might as well. Uh, I've been doing a blog on OperationPuppet.com. It's called the Morning Coffee Blog because it's what I'm, I'm literally, I get up. This is my routine. Is a little peek behind the curtain for y'all. I get up, brush my teeth, put on some clothes, go to the kitchen, put on the coffee, sit down, write a blog post. That's my process. Um, and so while the coffee is brewing... I'm writing a blog post and I never plan it out. I have no idea what the hell I'm going to talk about from day to day. Um, But something will come up and something always does come up. And so far it's actually getting a little bit of traffic. Not a lot, but again, our successes are measured in ones, not hundreds. So it's getting like between 30 and 40 views a day, which is really not bad for like an independent blog. Um, how do people, how do people see that? So I always post it. I either post it on the, oh, I post it on the discord and I post it on uh, Mastodon. We'll talk about Facebook in a minute. Uh, but I used to post it on Facebook. Um, 
But that's it. So you just got to go to operationpuppet.com and it's it's in the it's in the header feed. It's in in the top row, the head the head row of operationpuppet.com is the latest everything. It's the latest podcast, the latest blog, the latest thing on my portfolio. All the latest things are just there in the home row. Uh, so you will always be able to get to the latest blog post from there. And then you can just filter by category and see all the blog posts from that. But uh, I'm talking about lots of stuff. I'm talking about like a lot of puppet building stuff, obviously. But I'm also talking about like what I'm doing in tech, when I'm when I'm playing around with for the podcast. There's just all kinds of stuff. I talked about the Neverwinter server that I'm working on in the most recent one. It's just whatever hits my the top of my brain at the time. Uh, is what I post about. And they're not long. They're only a few paragraphs, but it's enough. And I, I will keep it going. And I want to keep it going like every day because that's kind of the secret to it is you just have to make sure there's something there for people to see every day. And if you Spoiler do that. Alert, you'll mm-hmm. also get to follow Kevin's descent into madness. <laughs> well, that's, that goes without saying. I mean, you've all been doing that for years now. I mean, we, this is the point we're at. We arrived at Puppets. I mean, who saw that coming, right? I, you know. I take the opposite tack. I I, <laughs> I blog very rarely, but yeah. usually it's a giant monolith of me describing <laughs> what I did to fix a thing that I usually have done to myself. So JB is the, the scum blog. Uh, if you join the Operation Puppet Discord, which you really mm-hmm. should, again, all of our links are in the show notes. There's a link tree at the very top of the show notes. Everything is there. Join the Discord. Uh, go to the Tech Talk uh, channel of the discord and Jamie's blogs are always posted in there. Cause they're always tech mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but it's, it's, it's so nice to just be able to talk about stuff and know that actual people, even if it's not a large number of people, but actual people are going and reading it. And like, I get feedback, people respond on Mastodon and it's like, I, I made a post the other day. What was it? It was about, oh, um, you know, how when you are, in, when you run a small business, as I do these days, like you you can't get away from the corporate algorithmic social media platforms, but there's th- there's things you can do to kind of mitigate that. And here's the, here's the kind of compromise that we have to make to do that. Um, and like, you know, somebody responded on Bastodon. It's like, thank you for articulating this because it was like, it is a, it's just a fact of life, but it's, it's kind of hard to put into words and you did it well. And that's a real person responding to that. And it just felt so good in the moment of like, oh, you, 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 this helped you, you know, this was a thing that you wanted to hear. And I said it and it was like, it just, it, it made you smile. You know? It's also nice having the outlet for longer form things like Mastodon's great for kind of short to mid-level yeah. microblogging, and then having a, a, an actual blog is nice for when you really want to sit down and write something a couple paragraphs long, even longer. And this is the other thing. It's like the whole quote unquote pivot to video thing that happened where it's like, oh, nobody wants to read long form anymore. Everybody wants to like these, the, you know, short attention span, you know. That was all a lie. It literally mm, it really was all was. a lie. It was just Facebook bullshit. And it people do want to read stuff. And that's the other thing with with like, you know, focusing more on RSS and on blogs and you know, human-driven social media, you're gonna get a much wider variety of stuff than you would uh, just sticking to the corporate, you know, algorithm all algorithm that's hard to say, particularly after two bourbons. Um, algorithmically generated stuff. Um, you're going to find a much wider variety of things and a much, a much more kind of grounded view of the world. It's not quite as 
terrible as you think it is because people are just out there doing stuff. And, and, and it's just like, I follow people who I have no interest in the actual thing they're doing, but because they're doing a cool thing and they're talking about it in an interesting way, I want to know about it. Right. And that's part of the whole, you know, with the resurgence of blogs and, and Mastodon and the decentralized social media stuff, that's what it's all about. Um, so that's that's one thing I wanted to point out is that we are doing a blog pretty much every day. So you can come in, come in, uh, look at that. I'm seeing a lot of people uh, using Substack mm. and, and releasing yeah, like newsletters. Stuff. Yeah, 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 Substack like is weekly, a weekly newsletters kind of thing. It's really more for professionals like, oh, I, yeah. you know, because yeah. there is like a subscription tier and all that kind of stuff. And I've kind of strayed away from that just because I don't do long form in that way. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the blog suits my po- my purposes. But yeah, like a lot of people are using Substack now. And that's great. That's like that's we absolutely need stuff like that. Because people can just post their stuff and they don't have to, you know, worry about what an algorithm grabbing it or anything. And that's kind of mm-hmm. the point of the whole thing, right? Yeah. Uh, so where are we at now? Oh, boy. Speaking of Facebook. <laughs> we got We got to go over this. I literally just, I literally just did it today. So we have to talk about it. So as everybody will probably know. Facebook uh, lifted their suspension of a certain orange president. Ex-president. Ex-president, yes. Um, So, yeah, yeah, he's probably, he's gone through orange at least once. Um, And now, of course. It's great to be back here on Facebook. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate the impression. Um, I, yeah, obviously Facebook has been problematic forever. I'm not, you know, I don't, I'm not blind to that, but it was always been like, well, you, you need, if you're a business, you need a presence on Facebook. It's just the way it is. Um, uh, but just like when Musk took over Twitter, that was my line. I was like, I can't continue with this and look at myself in the mirror that's a personal choice. I'm not no shade on anybody who decides to continue in a platform. Everyone's got their own choices to make and everyone's got their own businesses to run. And I get that. I'm not, I'm not like, there's no moralizing here, but that was too far for me. And similarly, reinstating Trump was too far for me. So what I have decided is the best course of action. And the complication in all this is Instagram because meta uh, owns both Facebook and Instagram, and they're they're pretty much inseparable at this point. And I I've never got much traffic or eyeballs from Facebook. It's always just kind of been there. But I I do get a lot of people on Instagram, and I've actually got business from Instagram. That's the thing that it would actually hurt Operation Puppet to lose. So it felt a little vestigial and a little symbolic if I just stopped Facebook and not Instagram. But I decided the best way to do it, and after consulting both my extremely smart wife, and yes, you I, I said it on the podcast, so you heard it. She's over there smiling and laughing. And some very smart people on the Discord joined the Discord. Um, I've decided the best way to go about this is I am basically like having putting well, I'm putting the Facebook page for Operation Puppet in cryosleep. I'm not, it's not going to be actively updated. There is a pinned post on the Facebook page that talks about why I'm not currently updating the Facebook page. I don't know that I ever will go back to it. I don't really miss it. 
Um, and I am decoupling my Instagram account from Facebook as much as possible. So I'm not auto post. I used to auto post from Instagram to Facebook because that's a really easy thing to do because they built that in. I'm not doing that anymore. If you want to see my Instagram post, you have to follow me on Instagram when they make that the same thing, which it isn't quite yet, but when they do, I'll revisit my attitude about that then. Um, but for now, that's what's going on. So there will be, I mean, the, the live streams to Facebook were going away anyway, cause I don't want to pay the $200 a year for restream to just stream to one Facebook channel. It's, it wasn't, I literally get what let to maybe, maybe two viewers. It wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth pivot the money. Video. Yeah. Pivot to video. Exactly. So that's what's going on with the Facebook page. It's basically lying dormant. It's still going to be there. So when people look for my business, because that's the thing, right? If you're a business, you, if you don't have a presence on Facebook, it will make people think twice. They want to be able to look you up. And that's usually where people are looking things up. So this at least will provide a landing point for people to go, okay, this thing exists and then it's just going to explain why it's not active and then point to the link tree in which you can find me in other places like operationbuppet.com, for example. So that's what's going on with the Facebook page. Any questions? I have no questions at this <laughs> okay. time. I've been saying a lot of words. I'm going to let one of you guys talk soon. The last thing on the Puppet Pit list is the weekly reminder that every week we're doing uh, build streams on Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern. They are fairly popular. We always get a good regular crowd. Jamie drops by when he can. I know you were in a server room last time. I literally was wearing like hardcore hearing protection because I had to be in a server room for eight hours. So <laughs> it, was, it was, you posted a picture on the Discord, join the Discord. Mm -hmm. um, so it was, it looked like a whole thing. Mm -hmm. you, did, you did manage to drop by a chat briefly. I, yes. I did. It was great. If you go back a while, I know here's what, how I know you don't watch the VOD because getting the, getting the, I'm holding up the coffee cup and getting God, the coffee cup is now news to you, but I did say it on the stream and I was like, I'm going to test Jamie to see if he actually watches the VOD. I'm going to say it right now. And yeah, I know he doesn't. It, it's been, <laughs> it's, it, fine. it's been it's fine. recommended all week, but it was two hours and 35 minutes. And I'm like, <laughs> maybe on the weekend I'll cue that up. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's fine. You're a mod. You don't have to watch it. You're not required. Nothing is required. The um, nice thing about the build streams, they're super chill. It's a lot mm -hmm. of people coming through. Um, people that have really interesting questions a lot of times. Or, Make it Kermit. <laughs> actually, you know what? There hasn't been a lot of that it hasn't, recently. Thankfully. God. That, that usually only happens, speaking of Instagram, that usually only happens on Instagram. Mm -hmm. uh, it literally happened this week. <laughs> but um it's 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 generally nice and chill it's just people like we'll we'll shoot the uh the the proverbial shit while uh while kevin's barging something <laughs> well we've got to get kind of regulars i know i know what a what a verb <laughs> i'm currently barging things uh but we've got a good crowd of regulars that that mm -hmm. is all pretty much always there shout out to scarlet again shout out zap shout out uh indies keep i'm forgetting uh koya I'm forgetting a lot of people. I'm two bourbons in, you know, cut me some slack. Um, but yeah, drop by Wednesdays. It's on both Twitch and YouTube. 
You can find all the links in the link tree at the top of the show notes. Uh, drop by because they're they're fun. They're chill. It's just me doing what I was going to be doing during the week anyway. It's just me doing my builds for the store or for commissions. And, uh, you know, you could ask questions. You can see. You can see how the sausage is made, as they say. The fleece sausage. <laughs> we literally made a fleece sausage. Uh, what? Two streams. Two, yeah. We made the noses, and one of them is very yeah. sausagey. So there we the go. The other one was made, uh, an eggplant. We made a fleece sausage and an eggplant. I got to make another one of those noses, actually. The old puppets get turned into sausage. <laughs> That's how you keep them frightened. It's important. That's right. Okay, there we go. That's the Puppet Pit for this week. We're going to take another quick break, and we will be back with Gizmotown. The sky above the port was the color of a YouTube video hit with a copyright takedown. Around the rainy streets, people huddled with neon umbrellas and impractical goggles. Here we fight the corporate arcologies and get excited about phones. Welcome to the mean streets of Gizmo Town. Uh, you, you couldn't have killed that more, dude. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's so fucking good. It's perfect. It's so good. You can, you can hear the it, spinners going by, oh, right? It's it gives just, me joy. I can picture it. <laughs> You wrote the shit out of that. I uh, we should do. I should do a video for that. Yeah, That's, yeah. It's just Frankie in a trench coat. And the, the, the <laughs> Oracle wearing goggles. <laughs> I, why am I wearing these? I um, I protest. <laughs> so welcome to Gizmo Town. We talk about tech stuff here. I'm gonna hand it over to my colleagues because I've been talking a lot. So what is this? Ein Odin, which sounds, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, it has to be said, Ein it's Odin. It's Randian. Sounds, okay. <laughs> it's, it stands for all you need, A-Y-N. Um, I did not. So, that. yeah, that's, that, that was their company. <laughs> I just so, thought it was white supremacists. I, you know. <laughs> it's uh, libertarians. No, um, they, so in 2020 and 2021 retro portable handhelds had a renaissance at a ton of companies Ambernick, um the people who do uh, retroid i can't remember the name of the company right now um they all started putting out lots of handhelds and ein came about in 2021 they started an indiegogo and they made the odin which is a switch light sized handheld Okay. Um, running Android. It's running like 2020's flagship uh, Snapdragon processor, and it's got a nice GPU in it. And that's, that's pretty it, good, actually. I remember. Yeah. yeah, it's the like the 85 or 850 or the 880. I can't remember which which one it uses, but it, it's really like a solid handheld. And it will run a lot of different emulation on it. It does well up into Switch. It'll it'll run stuff. Sure, um, not a ton like two D switch stuff. The three D stuff is still a little bit bridge too far. Um, but it's it's a good spot between my tiny little retro handheld that does sixteen and thirty two bit really well, but doesn't do the uh, the later stuff extremely good. It does N sixty four, but it, the, beyond that, it kind of it'll it struggles. Will it do N sixty four really? Yes, it, okay. it does ninety percent of N sixty four games. All right. Um, which is, it's impressive that how, how they've managed to tune that core. Um, but 
the Ein, it, it's it's got a bigger screen. It's it's more like if I'm sitting on the couch and I want to play something, whereas if I'm on the subway, I want something small that I can just put in the pocket and go. Um, so I thought, you know, it's a good good form factor between this and like a larger handheld. Um, so I went to Andrew. I'm like, you're the only other person I know with skin in the the retro handheld game. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's this niche. It's kind of high end 64 bit. Um, 90s consoles and early 2000s consoles. Uh, it'll run like GameCube. It'll run PS2 fairly well, PSP relatively well. It's got a good design, but it's like 280 US plus shipping. And it's getting to that point where why not just Steam Deck? Right, right, right. But Steam Deck is Lorg. Yeah. It is it is a chunk. <laughs> it's a big boy, but it's it's it is more powerful. It's everything. Like yeah. it's the entire gamut of emulation. Yeah. It's it'll do PS3 for, well, for it, crying out loud. It's beyond emulation. That's the thing with the Steam Deck. It's a proper yeah. it's a laptop. That's what I tell everybody. It's a laptop. Because mm-hmm. it is. It's effectively the power of a good laptop in a form factor like a like a bigger switch. And and it's not just about emulation. You can also play. I mean, as, as I said, you can play friggin' Elden Ring on the damn thing. But the Odin is a is a nice piece of kit. But that little Ambernick that you've got is so fucking good, and it's so portable. It's literally pocketable, and it does everything you need for just getting the fix, being on the being on the go, and just pull it out, have fun with it, and and move on. Whereas the Odin is it's too big. You need yeah. it. You'd want to put it in the case. Which means it's, it, that affects the portability of it. Yeah. And once you're talking case, you're already in Steam Deck territory. Right. So it's just it's just not necessary to bridge the gap because we all know Jamie's going to get a Steam Deck. It's just a matter of time. <laughs> we should have a poll. We should have like it, a, it was well. This was going to be the you know hundred we hundred listeners. Kevin got a, a mic. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. But then I'm like. Three hundred. It, it it doesn't it doesn't make sense. It's it's yeah. if I didn't have the Ambernick and I wanted a wide gamut of right. um emulators. Yeah. Sure. Right. Nine times out of ten though, I'm playing a SNES game or a Genesis game yeah. or like even ScumVM. ScumVM runs great on the mm. Ambernick. A uh, little fiddly using a stick as a mouse, but it works. Yeah, I mean it was a screen size for me that would that was that pushed me as, as I said in the other podcast, how it was, I was looking at the bigger ones and the bigger ones were, you know, I'm an old man. I want a bigger screen for my eyeballs. And eventually you just go, fuck it. I'm getting this steam deck. <laughs> and I, I, I don't use it as much as I should, obviously, but the little portable one, I feel like I would get more use out of that. I've got the, I still got the retroid pocket, um, which is, which is good. But again, I'm not currently in an environment where I have, time to sit down and, and use it a lot as you said mm. the key is you said sitting down on the couch and playing something yep. and that's why it pushes it to the to the steam deck if you're yep. already going to drop 300 bucks american plus plus yep. you might as well go all in and get and get the steam deck it's just the, a better option the steam deck is a whole system it'll play mm-hmm. mostly current pc games that work under linux it's got a full emulator stack. Like it will run 
See, the critical Everything. thing, the critical thing about the Steam Deck is it provides a target for developers, mm. yep. a hard target, yep. and that's something that's been missing for several years now for developers. A lot and, of these emulator. are these are guys that they're single guys working on these mm-hmm. on these projects, or small teams, like small five teams or six very guys. Best. Yeah. And and you've still you're still trying to make something for a moving target, and they keep changing the hardware, and they keep upgrading the the little chips on the the you know the Snapdragons and whatnot, and it's nice, but you know whereas the Steam Deck is now the hard target for really I strong. I have emulation. a sneaking suspicion that Valve has been sending these out to various people developing stuff like emulators and saying mm-hmm. here. You know, here's a Steam Deck. You want to start building stuff for it? Like this is this is it. It's right here. Mm-hmm. And so, because a ton of emulators have all churned out very Steam Deck uh, optimized um, yeah. programs. Was, in the there was stuff like the Steam Deck before the Steam Deck, but the Steam Deck is Valve. That's that's the yes. thing. Exactly. The, it's they've got the economy of scale, and they've got uh, like they they're like the Costco of being able to make small handheld PCs. Ambernix like the mom and pop shop, but right. Valve is like Costco. They can go to AMD and say, "We would like this specific. Like we needed to hit this, 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 and this." Whereas these other people go up and say, "What do you got?" And, and AMD just gives them that. Whereas there was Valve tailored it to their power and um, like literal like, power usage and power what it can put out. Right. Um, Linus, Linus was using one of the new ones today and it was, it's something that's still in development. It's an Indiegogo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, it was like, wow, this is so powerful. The I air, any money. No, it was something else. Uh, I hadn't heard of it before. I'd have to look it up, but bottom line was it was 1400 fucking yep. dollars. Yep. Whereas the steam deck starts at $500. Canadian. It's not even close. 499 Canadian for steam deck. Or and you, yeah, and every Steam Deck, the only thing you get is more storage, and on the top yeah. tier, a lasered um, glass screen uh, that has less reflection. It's just so much better. And again, it's it's the target, and mm-hmm. more and more developers are updating games to run on the Steam Deck. Mm-hmm. Division Two now works on Steam Deck, or maybe a ton of one. EA games. If you wanted to play yeah. Mass Effect Legendary Edition. It works on the Steam Deck now. Well, they they screwed up at one point. I'm hoping they I'm hoping they, they put an it. EA launcher in. I think yeah. they've taken it out. <laughs> yeah. So there was some issue with that. Technically, Enough you can run launchers. It, but it was just, Thank yeah, you. Well, that's it. But that was the problem: is that they they accidentally broke it. But it's it's getting to the point where even the devs are going, yeah, no, we'll absolutely have Steam Deck support. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just too friggin' good. Anyway, that's that's I got I got I convinced Jamie to not pull the trigger on it. That's I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna put that money towards the Steam Deck, and I think mm. I've I've there, there's a number of companies that are coming out with these single sided small SSDs. Mm-hmm. Um, that by the time I pull the, the trigger on the Steam Deck, I'm probably just gonna get the base model and then throw a new SSD in it, either a 512 or a one terabyte. Sure. Because Valve is like, yeah, here's here's like 600 iFixit videos on how to tear this thing apart and how to replace everything. <laughs> it's incredible. It's it's so, it's such a relief to have a company go, yeah, no, go for it, fix it. Yeah. What it's, do you need? You need parts? You want you wanted to put a hall joysticks on it? No problem. iFixit oh. sells basically everything except for the the main board. Yeah. Like the, the controller breakout boards, you can buy them from iFixit to replace your uh, ones in the uh, the Steam Deck. Like you could literally part out 99% of a Steam Deck from iFixit and build one. Mm-hmm. Um, and the number of companies like JSO um, that are making new backplates, like transparent backplates with better uh, triggers in the back that are making, like dbrand is making all kinds of cases now for it. Like it's just being hugely embraced. And it's, it's the thing that you can change it, but as is, 
it's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you can finesse it out, but as is, it's ready to go. There's, it's not like everybody's saying, oh, it's great, except you got to do the one thing. The only thing is you got to throw a good fast micro SD into it. Sure. And then you're yep. good to go. But, yep. But, uh, we, we, you got in the show notes what Nux and, and mini PCs. So, and yeah, I've speaking, always been fascinated by this, but I've never Speaking of building things yourself. Um, yeah, well, we can, we can go on to that. So here's, um, because of this whole new trend, uh, and interest in like, you know, non-corporate stuff. Um, I've for a long time been like interested in Linux and like self-hosting things and stuff, but this is really, you know, lately it's been a big, uh, focus for me and I have a Linux server. I have a, I have a, an older PC that's sitting here and it's running like my web developer environment is on that. And it's like, you know, a lamp stack. I'm also running uh, my Plex server off of it. And, um, I have another machine that is a NAS that's running OMV. Um, but I'm, I'm getting more and more interested in like, you know, self-hosting stuff and, and building stuff. Now, the thing about my Linux server that not, not the NAS, but my actual Linux server, um, and when it's also hosting uh, my Foundry virtual tabletop server, which is really great. And we'll talk about that in another episode, but, um, it's, it's over for what's in that machine. It's overkill. Uh, it is like, I've got a 1080 TI graphics card in it, uh, which is fine. Cause you know, when Plex wants to transcode something, it can do it on hardware through the NVIDIA drivers, et cetera, et cetera. I've got Ubuntu, but I've got Ubuntu desktop running on it. Um, and it is just kind of overkill for, for what that thing needs to be. And there's an interesting trend I'm noticing in like PC quote unquote culture where it's like, rather than just. It's the opposite to what the video card thing is doing right now, right? Where it's just like just more power, just bigger and more power and just like drink all of the, all of the, all of the electricity he can give you. It's like, how small and efficient can we make this, right? Um, and that's kind of what I want to do with my Linux server. I want to like this, what this thing is doing. It doesn't even need to be a desktop environment. It just needs to be a server, um, because what I want to run off of it is my Plex server, um, my Foundry virtual tabletop and my web dev environment. None of that stuff needs a desktop environment. Um, it just needs to be Linux and, and just, it's not even a file server. It's just like, you know, running those services. So I'm starting to look at like Nux or mini PCs as a solution and just going to retire this because it's an older PC. It's an i7. It's got 16 gigs of RAM. It's got a 500 gig uh, SSD in it and it's got a 1080 Ti uh, GPU in it. And it's the GPU that's really the, the, the high thing, but it's also got like, I don't know, a 650 um, uh, power supply in it. And that's, that's too much. Like it's, it's drinking more power than it needs. And I, I kind of like the idea of something that's small and power efficient. Um, that's just running all these services in a little tiny box. And I really like that idea. So, uh, recently on the tech pod, shout outs to Brad and Will made a tech pod. Um, uh, Will Smith, not that Will Smith. I know he's probably tired of that joke. Uh, is, uh, bought uh, a B link. I think it is, um, mini PC, and he's basically doing what I'm doing. He's running, you know, services off of that. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of looking at that stuff. So do I, I, I kind of, I don't have any experience with this level of like PC hardware. And 
I'm I'm curious. It's like I know maybe Jamie might have some input on. Do you, do you, have you ever used a mini PC like this or like a knock? So I've I every time I've the last two times I rebuilt my computer, I swear to God I was going to get a knock and just vase them out <laughs> to the back of a monitor. And then if I needed to do PC gaming, I was going to add a enclosure you do, to it to do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if I end up getting the Steam Deck. Maybe I'd go that route next computer is just get sure. a Intel because Intel does reference NUX. Uh, I know I was really looking at the Skull Canyon um, NUX they put out. Is it, it it had hard desktop performance. Like you could get an i9 in that thing. Right. Um, but there are a ton of smaller, um, basically what, what Valve would have called a steam machine back in the day. Yeah. Um, that are chassis that you supply your own ram and ssd to and then you're off and running so the thing and that uh, that will smith got and it was it, i looked at it uh in canadian prices is probably about between three and four hundred bucks it's a seller mm-hmm. processor it's got 16 gigs of ram it's got a 500 gig ssd in it it's it's just it's ready to go you can just like install whatever you want on how many cores does it have um four i think Okay, you want to make sure it's got like a, a, a four or six with hyper-threading if you're going to want to run Plex and do any yeah, transcoding Yeah, that's, that's the thing I'm not sure about. Now, I know that that he is running Plex, his Plex server mm-hmm. off it, but in order to get the hardware transcode, he had to like do something weird with the Linux kernel, and that's where I'm like, ooh, that sounds And I mean, that's scary. That's, you, you make certain compromises when you, when you bring things down to certain power levels, certain sizes, uh, you're not going to be able to get the same results without doing a little bit of massage. Sure. And that's entirely possible. But, you know, six months on the road, those those might be included in the next Linux yeah. kernel. Like, you might not have to do that. Well, and that was the thing. It was, it was about drivers in the Linux kernel, something like yeah. that. But he got he got it working. That's, the, that's yeah. kind of the thing. And I'm kind of like, hmm, that sounds, that's intriguing. I like the idea of that. And for, like, between three and 400 bucks... That's in the budget. I can I can swing that, and it's like that's it's really attractive, and I can just get rid of this big black box that's sitting there drinking power for no reason. And Absolutely, replace and, and, it with I mean, this little tiny thing, you know. Especially for like a lamp stack, um, if you're gonna run other services on it, like I've got a, a droplet, a, a DigitalOcean VPS droplet, which is just a slice of a larger machine, and I have like two. Two cores, right? Maybe with hyper threading, uh, a, a little bit of RAM, and a, a fair amount of hard drive space. And I run all kinds of stuff on it. I run my my whole web server, my blog, um, just anything I need on it. And, and then and that's that's what I'm kind of looking at is like uh, even the Plex server. It's like we never watch Plex. I my Plex server is for like podcast back catalogs like i've mm-hmm. got the entire no such thing as a fish patreon feed catalog on my plex server and it's, it, there's no hardware transcoding going on we never yeah. watch video on our plex server it's always audio if that so it's like mm, but, what, what my goal is is to do the plex server do my lamp stack which again does not need a lot of uh horsepower um no. and the neverwinter server which has a, a native Linux. That's uh, that's unknown. I don't know how much yeah. processing it's going to need, especially once you start throwing people at it. That's the thing, and there's also there's like database processing and there's this stuff that happens in the in the. Never so Linux I server. mean, it's worth trying. 
yeah. but maybe have that uh, that Linux box in the the closet oh, just the in Linux case you need to break it away. out. It's just it yeah, yeah, yeah. Just going down. off. Um, so I run all my like uh, Plex and things like that off a of Mac Mini that's right. sitting on my desk, um, and it's technically headless. I only ever v uh, uh, VLC and or VNC into it. Yeah, that's another um, option. I do have an older an older Mac Mini that's. A, and I mean, it's nice running seven. BSD, so most things get ported to it, and you can use the uh, command line if you'd rather just use that. Yeah, well, that's um, the goal. I want it to be headless. I wanted. To, I don't want. I don't even want to install a desktop environment. I just want it. It to might be, be a good place to start and see if mm. you know maybe Foundry has a uh, Mac. See if you can bring it up to uh, a relatively current version of uh, OS X. Yeah. And uh, and start there. Well, the thing that, is, it is it is a pre uh, Apple Silicon. It's like the yeah, last so it's an generation. Intel it's an Intel. So so yeah. this one, it's probably the same generation right? as mine. Um, I had to run. Oh God, I can't remember what they uh, what it's called. But in order to run Ventura on Intel Max beyond a certain age, you have to basically fool it into thinking it's a newer version. And there's yeah. a whole thing that you can run but you only have to do it once to the mac and then right. it starts getting updates so right um i had to do that to this but i'm i'm running ventura on this mac mini and um i mean it it, it it's got enough horsepower to do plex transcoding it's got enough horsepower to do whatever yeah, cause my mac, the mac mini i'm currently not it's literally sitting on a shelf and i'm not using it it's uh 32 gigs of ram it's an i7 yeah, no, it's like it's pretty good you're laughing yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe that's not a bad place to start. That's a good idea. I should probably do that. Um, and it's, it, it'll be, it won't be maybe as power sippy as a duck, but it's not going to yeah. be as power drinky as a 680 watt power supply. It might be the supply. right, the right middle ground for like, mm-hmm. if I want to run the, you know, the Neverwinter server off of it's it. It's probably, probably going to have enough cores to run uh, Neverwinter server with a fair number of people in it. Like it might be a good place to, uh, to, to fall. And you can also, I'm pretty sure there are Linux distributions you could just throw onto the Mac. Oh, probably. Yeah, and, I'm sure there are. And yeah. just basically gut it and then run it as just an actual Just the fact that full, it's an Intel, like the, it's, yes. it's basically just an Intel box, right? Like, an Intel with basically uefi so yeah like all, all modern linuxes if you like you're into you like debian or whatever you'll probably be able to get it on there it's a good idea i, I just want to say when you were talking about power drinking and power sipping mm-hmm. i chose not to make slurping noises so you're <laughs> welcome a, a, thank you andrew he's, it's the small things that really make us appreciate it okay uh, yeah, that's uh, a good place to look like, yeah, if you've no, got something you can reuse especially if it's just taking up space you, you're absolutely right i mean i'm looking at it literally it's sitting on the top of a shelf on top of my GEGPU enclosure which i'm not currently using nice. um, and on top of it is a dice tray nice <laughs> so, you know maybe it's time, the dice tray. time to get we that down it's true. Uh, okay, I think we're probably that'll be it for Gizmo Town because we got a lot to cover in the next section. So we're going to take another quick break, and we will be back with pixels and tokens. <laughs> Video games, board games. Video games, tabletop role-playing games, video games, and now for Pixels and Tokens, where we talk about all kinds of gaming, but mostly video games. Welcome to Pixels and Tokens, where, as the goblin wizard said, we talk about all kinds of games, but mostly video games. We're going to start with a video game. 
Ah, and it's a bit of sad news for those of us. Can we get some us. Fs in the chat? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pour one out. Um, those of you who have joined us for some Frankie Play streams will probably be familiar with our policy of championing uh, what we have termed good, bad games. And these are games that are uh, thought of poorly in the popular consciousness, but are nevertheless uh, have a core of redemption in them and are generally fun to play among them <sighs> marvel's avengers we played a bunch of that on stream and, and when uh, it when it led us it was a lot of fun yeah but it fought us a lot it did it's, it's true you had to it was tough love you know you had to really want to like you to, it you had to want it yeah, but it's a perfect example of a game that obviously got murdered by the corporate interests and when, exactly and yeah. also just the public perception right like part of mm. part of the the reason it went the way it did was because it, it got released too early because it was developed during the pandemic and it was too soon but we have schedules to meet and the suits want it now so it got it's, it got released in a buggy state it's beta drove me from it like yeah. immediately and it, it, it wasn't until it came back on game pass like a year later that I, I really we were, even we got. We were halfway through a mission and we were having fun with it. And Jamie got disconnected or glitched out and he just went, Nope. <laughs> well, no, I got, I got disconnected. And when I came back, yeah. all the progress oh. I'd made on Hulk had gone. Yeah. It, was, it removed it. And that was, yes. yeah, that's, that, that was, was the bad. kicker. Yeah. That was the kicker. And just, but they, nope. they really, they pulled it together. It was really, it was really it was a, fun for a bit. It was but... unwieldy in, in what they were trying to do with it. It was yeah. another life service game. <laughs> and that was, you know, if, if they had just made a fun little multiplayer adventure, yeah, if it was Avengers, just co-op and, uh, and kind of linear, but yeah. it was really grindy and you had to play the same missions over and over again. Oh, and that's like, the it, thing. It, it everyone's was a very been, shallow game. Everyone's trying to chase the destiny thing, right? That's, yeah. Yeah. that's it. And they were very much trying to chase the destiny thing and they just couldn't pull it off. So, yeah. Unfortunately, as much as I loved it, we all, I think we all came to really enjoy that game. Was, I, I was, did a 180 on it. There was fun to be had in Avengers Absolutely. for sure, particularly multiplayer. We appreciated the, the potential that it had. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it has finally, as everyone has expected for a long time, it has been announced that support will be ending September 30th, 2023. Um, it will still run. Thankfully, I don't think it's yeah, actually it's, going that long. It's at, I, it's it's having a somewhat more graceful exit than other Marvel games that I can talk about. No. Um, in that, it will still be playable. the The servers will still be running. You can still play it multiplayer. The events will still be cycling automatically. It just won't be getting any new content, and it won't be getting any support patches. All um, of the content is being unlocked for everybody. And all of the stuff on the store will be just unlocked. You just be able to download it. So it's not it's not the worst possible outcome. Uh, it will still be on Game Pass and whatever that PlayStation thing is. Whose <laughs> name I could ever remember. Uh, and yet I own. Um, but... Uh, it's 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 a bit sad, but we all saw it coming. Like it was. I think the best word much. is frustrating. It was yeah. a frustrating. Game. It didn't have to be like this. It could have. Square it Enix been. dropping them was kind of a nail in the coffin. Yeah. And then the 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 mouthpiece for the game milkshake ducking himself <laughs> was good. the other nail Brian, in the coffin. I even shouted out Brian Wagner in the Frankie play, and then he went and did that to me. Come on, Brian. Yeah, I mean, he, he he's not deserving of the shout out. Mm. But I mean, it. 
I, I wish that we could have got another couple of years out of it. I think they had some interesting things in the pipe. And as Marvel properties stuff. came out, they had like skins and characters and it could have been a whole thing. I, mean, I just they, wonder story-wise what they had left to do if if they had a, a, a big climax for the did. story they yeah. were planning. They were going for the whole Kree thing. They were going for the Kree invasion. That was like um, what was oh, coming Oh, yeah. Next. Remember the future yeah. wastelands? That exactly. was the, the aftermath of the Kree invasion. It was supposed like uh, they were all heading up to Carol Danvers. They were all heading up to Captain Marvel coming in, and that's not going to happen now. <sighs> they did. They did actually get to release Winter Soldier, which is a bit surprising that they managed yeah. to do that. But Winter Soldier's out. You can go play Winter Soldier. Um, I think the final, the final nail really was when they released Spider-Man for the PlayStation, which yeah. is a whole other thing. But the fact that they did it and there was no story for him. Yeah, just, that was what it was kind of clearly like, oh, into the we group. Don't, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was that was the the real uh red flag. And it's sad because like I, you know, I'm a I'm a Spider-Man fan. I own a PlayStation. I I but on the PlayStation, I that was my main. I'm usually meaning mm-hmm. Iron Man, but my main was, was Spider-Man on the PlayStation. And it was a lot of fun. They did it really well. Like that's the thing, the stuff that they did it did well, but it just it just wasn't enough. And Before it was buggy. The shut off and they, we should get together and play I was going to say we more. should have one more Frankie play stream. I have to finish the story. I never did like finish the story. A send off as like a thanks. We had fun, you know. The Kamala Harris story in that game was the huge redeeming feature on release. Kamala is so good. That's the game that got me into Kamala Khan as a character. Like she handled so well. But I mean, (sighs) then it stops, and then you're just in the the treadmill of here are three, four locations and sixteen. Yeah. places per and i don't even mind that so much because i i you know i like a yeah, yeah. game that's yeah, that's yeah. my thing but you know i it, understand it, why it got to this point it's just unfortunate it needed but. it needed a drip infusion of yes. either missions or rotate missions out yeah um like when an event happens have new places come yeah. in or new things like it was just very much here's new york here's new jersey yes and and they then all had great repeat. ideas and they went uh-huh uh-huh Anyway, here's what we're gonna do. Yeah, there's no, there was everybody. no, there was no corporate support for it. Is what no. what the end thing is like? It just needed- spoilers for a canceled game. When you went to the space <laughs> station and Captain America was up there, that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. If, if for you know even a single player story, if it was if that's how it was originally designed, was to be just a fun single player yeah. thing where you jump between the heroes. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a, it was a cool story. I will say like, cause it's on game pass and the PlayStation thing. Um, if you have access to it at the very least play the single player campaign, because it is Absolutely. fantastic. Like it's the way really they handle good. Kamala is so good. I know it got a bad rep. That's the point of a good, bad game is that it may be perceived as a bad game, but really there's something good in it. And it's, these are worth, these are games that are worth a second look. Uh, and Avengers is definitely one of those. So although support's ending, it's not going away. It's not, you know, they're not turning the lights off. I mean, now you can still play Anthem. (laughs) Theoretically, I've got a feeling this isn't the last you're going to see of Marvel's Avengers in video games. uh, Probably not. Um, but yeah, so there, you know, RIP Avengers. Thank you for the fun that we had. Um, and we will definitely do, I think another Frankie play stream before, before the lights turn off on that okay buckle up strap in kids because here we go it's been a wild three weeks i wish things would stop happening 
Actually, one of the good thing we didn't do a podcast in the middle of this. <laughs> yeah, true. no kidding. It's, it's, true. it's still playing out. Uh, yeah, because stuff just happened today, literally. So um, I've got a fairly decent grounding in this. Does anybody else want to take the lead on this? Because please go ahead. I'm I'm kind of. Te- I've I've been feeding the links that I've been getting to you. Yeah. And, and and reading them, but I don't really have a whole. Okay. Overview. I guess it is kind of my job. Okay, fine. In the beginning, Gary Gygax. <laughs> yeah, let's go all he, the way back. He liked him some Tolkien. Mm. <laughs> no, no, let's just do the main story. Tolkien and racism, love them both. Uh, okay, so. Dungeons and or Dragons is a game. You choose. <laughs> you could play. <sighs> Those of you who are interested in this probably already know a lot about this, so I don't think we'll do too much of a deep dive into the history of it. But we got to do some background. So, as y'all may know, there's been some drama around a Dungeons and a Dragons in the past few weeks. The drama has lice has revolved around the license of the upcoming version of Dumb- of Dungeons and Dragons. Now. Way back in, I want to say, early 2000s or maybe 1999 or around there, um, Wizards of the Coast bought the license for Dungeons & Dragons from TSR. Yes. Um, And in that, they made a new version of Dungeons & Dragons 3.0. Third edition, yeah. Third edition. So it was, before that was Advanced Dungeons & Dragons. That's the version I started playing. Version one, long time ago, long time ago. Well, D&D was different than AD&D. I can still smell the book. (laughs) It's it's like that. It's one of those kind of things. Um, What's your Thacko? Oh, that was the big change, right? It was the change from from whatever the hell D&D was doing or AD&D was doing to uh, the D20 system. So Thacko yes. went away. If you yes. don't know what the hell we're talking about, oh, it's a whole thing. And I definitely could not explain it at this point. I, my brain has shut down. When I when I hear Thacko, I, I automatically have a mental block as to what explaining what that is. The chance to hit armor, armor class, class zero. zero. Yeah, but what yes. does that mean? Like, what, it, it, the lower it, your armor class, the better. So your negative yes. armor class is good. It, what? Yes. Oh, yeah. fuck it. It, 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 <laughs> like, no. it, it was something to appease grognards. Exactly. It was the graybeards and Gary Gygax going, well, what we need is something that people don't understand because other than, then if that happens, if they can understand it, then girls will play. We can't have that. Gary puppet. So anyway, um, Wizards of the Coast issued version three, and with that, there was what they called the open gaming license. And the open gaming license was basically a Creative Commons style license that let the core of the game rules be used by anybody. Without attribution, well, no, it was with attribution, but without mm-hmm. royalties, without like you could just make a game based on these base rules. You couldn't call it Dungeons and Dragons, but you could use it. Was things like how the dice worked, what the races mm-hmm. were, what the classes were. The basic core rule structure was open licensed. Um, and that is really the thing that has allowed D&D to become the juggernaut that it is. Because gaming communism. Tons, yeah, exactly. Tons of games and like 
you know, licensed uh, or, or, you know, like new user made modules and, and yep. systems came out of that. Adventures. That never would have happened if it weren't for the open gaming license. So years go by. Um, and then they issue. Wizards of the Coast get bought by Hasbro. Yes, Wizards of the Coast got bought by Hasbro. In the meantime, um, they issue uh, rule version 3.5, which was fine. And then 4.0 comes out. And that was kind of a breaking point for some people because the rules changed too much. And it was like, oh, they're just trying to sell us another round of books, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, mm-hmm. And through all that, the, the OGL, the open gaming license, was still valid. And um, out of that came the company Paizo and the game system Pathfinder. Pathfinder, yeah. Which is based on the open gaming license. It's still the D20 system. And uh, it developed quite a, quite a following because it was still compatible with the older versions. It's it's like a derivative of three point five, right? Yes, they continued 3.5. the three point five uh, rule set forward and kind of branching off from four. Yes, exactly. So years go by. That's all fine. These two things kind of develop separately, and then years go by, and uh, Wizards of the Coast get bought by Hasbro, a big giant evil corporation. And yes, evil is definitely the way it goes because lately what Hasbro has decided to do is, was, I should say, (laughs) as of today, no longer, um, revoke the open gaming license and issue a new quote unquote open gaming license, which wasn't at all open. So what apparently had happened is they had gotten a couple new executives yes. in at Hasbro from, I believe, Microsoft, actually. Oh, was um, it? I didn't know that. And <laughs> this, this new executive looked at the balance sheet and says, we aren't making any money off of Dungeons & Dragons. Maximize shareholder we value. Need, <laughs> we need to make money because we're making money off of Wizards of the Coast, like off of uh, Magic the Gathering. We're making money off this. We're making money off that. But why are we, what, what is, what is this opening gaming license? We're not making any money on this. So call the lawyers. Yeah. So they decide that, so it wasn't the fact that there was a new open gaming license proposed that was much more restrictive, um, than the old one. It was the fact that they were trying to revoke the old one and that's not how licenses work. You can't do that. Things previously licensed under the OGL one point. A or one A, one A. I think yeah. it was the original one. Yeah. Um. They were trying to make that invalid, and they would have to relicense Pathfinder and all these. Well, systems. that's the thing. Like, there's entire companies that are now built yep. on the mm-hmm. OGL that would have been in jeopardy if if the OGL went away. Um, and including Paizo. Now, here's a fun thing, kids. Um, they sent around Hasbro sent around. What they are now claiming is a draft of the new yes. OGL, which it was is clearly not a draft. Which is but it definitely, was you don't send around a draft and say, sign this, because yes. that's not what a draft is. They sent around the new OGL for all these companies to sign to get on board. And almost all of these companies went, fuck you. We're not signing this. One of them being Paizo, developers of Pathfinder. Here's a fun fact. I'm on a discord that shall remain nameless. <laughs> if you know, if you know me and you know, if you've been on our discord, you probably know who it is. Um, 
that uh, on the tabletop section of this Discord, there is somebody who works at Paizo. So I've been getting a little bit of inside info about what's been going on. So here's what happened, kids. Dish. No, no names. But Hasbro sent a couple of executives to Paizo who didn't know who Paizo were, <laughs> first of all, to sign this new OGL. Paizo said, fuck you. They didn't, they had no idea. They didn't even really know what Dungeons and Dragons was. It, this is the problem with Hasbro right now is they have no idea what they have. They're just guys in suits with money. Um, one of the people who founded Paizo was literally the lawyer who wrote the original open gaming license. Guess who they had a meeting with? Oh my. <laughs> it was this guy. So he just went, no. And also, you can't, it's not legal. You cannot revoke the OGL 1A. It's it's literally illegal. You it's not possible. Go away. We're not signing this. <sighs> Which is so just delicious. You can just feel what that meeting was like. Anyway, so they told him to screw off. In the meantime, Paizo being run by, you know, uh, among other people, the lawyer who wrote the OGL, went, you know what? It's time for a new OGL that we control. And so they got a whole bunch of independent publishers together and they are now committed to, I cannot remember what it stands for, but it's the orc license open something, something, but it's like, they're going to basically create a new system that is an open license that anybody can join and, and license their product to that isn't part of Hasbro and their whole nonsense. It's the open RPG creative license. There we go. Yeah, which is Orc, which is just, oh, delicious. I love I love everything so you're doing. They basically said, we're going to make our own open gaming license with hookers and blackjack. <laughs> basically, yeah. <sighs> so the entire Dungeons & Dragons fan community who has an ear to the ground and knows anything about this stuff goes berserk. They just lose their shit. Because like I said, there's entire companies now at stake because Hasbro just feels the need to control everything. Now, what has come out in the meantime is what this is really all about is because the original OGL didn't really take into account the fact that A, most things have moved into digital space now. Mm -hmm. So most books aren't physical. They're just being sold as PDFs. And things like video games and virtual tabletops, particularly virtual tabletops. That's the big stickling point because things like Roll20 and Foundry and all the other virtual tabletops is a space that Hasbro wants to control. They want to be the exclusive uh, provider of Dungeons and Dragons virtual tabletops because that's the way and most people play right now. Yes, they want, they need, they want the monopoly is what it comes down to. And, they want to microtransaction the hell out of everything because of that. Um, and so that's what the new OGL is really all about, is about them controlling the digital Nailing space. down digital rights. Yes. They don't, they don't give a crap about books anymore. That's not even their thing. They want to own, because their next thing is this, is this new D&D &D 
virtual tabletop system that's run on like you know a, a Unreal Engine, and it looks fantastic. Is it Web three? Is it Web three? Tell me it's Web three. It's probably. Well, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if NFTs were in Can there somewhere. Can I buy somewhere. an ugly monkey? You could probably buy an ugly uh, monkey to DM that game. Put on your shield. You know, you could have a board ape on your shield. Um, so that's what it's really all about. And of course, the the backlash has been so extreme and legitimately so like and and good on them that like literally today at hours before we recorded the podcast thank you i wish this would stop happening stop news happening before we make the podcast or maybe give us give us a break yeah really i'm tired uh it only happened like it's because we it's been three weeks um Hasbro has completely backed down. They have, they at the very least, they have said, no, we're not touching the OGL. We've heard you. We're not touching the, o, the original OGL. Everything that exists can continue to exist. You can, can continue to use the original license. You can make so new products based on the original OGL. That's the OGL all fine. 1A is staying instated. And it they've is, also said that a large, like a large portion of the core rules and lore of D and D is going into a creative license, yes. a, uh, a creative commons license. Yeah, there's a little star on that apparently because mm-hmm. there's some, there's some question about exactly what does that mean? People with thick glasses are looking at it, but <laughs> on the surface, that's a good thing because with a tributation, you can use, like mind flares in your product, right? Without having to pay Hasbro for the right. Because that to was use one of the things flares. that, like in the re- in the original GL, there was like I know there was like there was some races that you couldn't use, and you couldn't use Warforged or very Dragon little Born, though, because think, most yeah. of it is all like goblins. Like you can yeah. lay claim to goblins. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the other um, thing. It's like how you just stole everything from Tolkien, so. What, how you don't own this either, right? <laughs> like, you know, I, but Malibu Stacy has a new hat. It's true. It's true. <laughs> so come I, to Hasbro. I managed to, uh, <laughs> to quietly Google this and Paizo has actually issued a, uh, a comment on the oh, backing down. Oh, here we go. L- breaking so, to us even. Let's go. We welcome today's news from Wizards of the Coast regarding their intention not to deauthorize OGL 1.0A, Paizo said. We still believe there's a powerful need for an irrevocable, perpetual, independent, system-neutral open license that will serve the tabletop community via non-profit stewardship. Work on the Orc license will continue with an expected finished draft to be, to release for comment to participating publishers in February. Nice. So, Orc still going. All the people that fi- signed up for Orc probably still signed up for Orc. So, Hasbro's done all this. They've burned down the bridge. <laughs> yeah. They have dynamited the uh, the foundations the bridge was on, and now they've put up a new bridge off the side that says, we are so sorry, and none of the people that used to use the other bridge are going to use this one. It's interesting that they specifically addressed Wizards of the Coast and not Hasbro. Because this is all happening under that umbrella. Right. Like yeah, Hasbro is the larger. They're ignoring yeah. the mega corporation. They're, yeah. they're trying to focus on the company under the umbrella. Well, and that's that's a very good point because like, what we've been seeing, and I mean, I've been, you know, we've been seeing some YouTubers who are like big in the D&D community um, talking about this and like actual, you know, employees coming to them under the under the promise of anonymity um, talking about this stuff. And that really is the cultural divide right now. It's between the people who are actually on the ground making the game and the suits with the money who mm-hmm. don't have a clue 
they don't even know what it is that they own, right? They just know that they need to make more money off of it. It's so, going to be interesting because we've got the movie coming out in March, which looks fantastic. Yes. The new D and that's, that is going to be the launch point for what they're hoping will be a cinematic universe of D and D content. How can they launch so, a D and D movie without Ray Liotta? Yeah. <laughs> but no, it looks really good. And, and, you know, God bless. I want, I want them to make a series of D and D movies. You know, I, and there's, there's no discussion about them making the, bringing the old novels to life. But I mean, if they're starting a new world, it's great. And it, it, like I said, it looks fantastic. It's true to the material, but it's fun. It's fun. It's not grim dark. It's yeah, fun. That's important. So that's a huge part of this. And and again, they recognize that this is they're treating it like IP. You know, that's where we are now. The Hasbro treats D&D like just any other IP. And and now they've gotten a taste of of the hardcore fandom and what what it means to them. So uh, as far as it's, it's good that they've recognized that this is the best path forward. They didn't have a, now they, they can didn't offer a, a better product. <laughs> that's well, that's thing, it, right? but they can offer a better product. And if mm. they want to create a better product and the people will go to it, then that's great. And the meanwhile, is going other forward, continue doing other things, you know, Pathfinder is a big deal. A lot of Pathfinder is not that. going to be D 20, like adjacent anymore. Like right. it, that's a huge hit to people using Hasbro's, IP, if you want to call it that, it'll yeah. be it'll be real interesting. So, I mean, part of part part of me is like in my brain, I've lumped this in with like how the things happen with Twitter, right? Like, yeah, it, there's there's a whole like there's an inertia to to the people who want to stay with this system, but I I, I keep coming back to the like when Nazis buy the bar find a different bar, right? Like we, you, it's, it's okay to move on. Now, nobody has more nostalgia for D and D than me. It's in my heart. I can't tell you how formative Dungeons and Dragons, advanced Dungeons and Dragons version one was for me as a person. It's just a name now. It doesn't mean anything. It's just a thing owned by a corporation. It's a shell. It just it the, there are a thousand alternatives out there. You can move on. You don't have to stick to this. It you're not locked into this thing. It's okay. You can do it. This I can I can tell you about a thousand other games that are every bit as good as D&D. They're just not called Dungeons and Dragons, but for some I reason, have all kinds of riff books right here. <laughs> that's that's exactly the thing, right? And yes, there are lots of systems, and I get it. Believe me, I I, I understand why rolling that d twenty is a thing, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm from the generation before rolling d twenty was the thing. You know what I mean? Like it, mm -hmm. you you can move past it. There are other systems. And if, if that's the system that is being controlled by a corporation that is not working in your best interest, and believe me, Hasbro is not, and they never will be, despite whatever contrite posts they put up now, you can move on. There are other things. Ladies and gentlemen, D21. <laughs> You're welcome. There you go. Um, we'll talk about some of the alternatives, I think, in future episodes, because, boy, have I, I got a lot to say about Iron Sworn. But mm -hmm. that's way beyond the scope of this episode. We're we're coming up to some. We, we gotta wrap this fairly soon. So that's where we are <laughs> right now. 
literally went, breaking it went news. on a long journey while we were on a long journey it's true it's true wow that's a whole thing yeah so i you know personally so i mean my whole thing lately has been um gmless and solo a bowl or co-op a bowl um uh role-playing games like tabletop role-playing games that's been my whole big deal that's one of the reasons why i've been so heavily into iron sworn currently and um, there, it is. It is possible to do D and D. There are systems that will let you do GMless in, you know, like you know, fifth edition D and D, and also Pathfinder. I'm I'm Team Paizo all the way now. I'm mm-hmm. I'm jumping ship. I uh, I'm quite happy to to change my allegiance. I'm super interested in whatever the orc is going to end up being. So we will see absolutely how how that goes. Woo. That was that was a journey. That was a lot of words I said. So I'm gonna stop saying words now because this is a game I haven't played, but I believe Jamie and possibly yes. Andrew, or at least Andrew's aware no, of it. I haven't had I, a chance yet. I saw I saw the preview for it. I watched the whole uh, Xbox developer stream. Um so I have seen some of this and I watched some of the next lander stream today, but Jamie I think has actually played Hi-Fi Rush. That's right. So I missed a, that the developer stream was happening. <laughs> B, anything that was on the developer stream. But then I... Did I did I go to the Game Pass website or did Probably I log into the Xbox? Your Xbox. Um, on the, it was on pretty upfront on the Xbox. I, I think actually someone in Discord posted a link to the trailer for Hi-Fi Rush. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, what? And I, I, I watched this thing and I'm like, this looks fantastic. Like I tried Crypt of the Necrodancer, and it I, I, I kind of bounced off of it. I'm not that rhythmy. That's the same developer, or no? It's no, a different. It's a different game, but it's just another kind of yeah. You got you got to attack on the beat, but right. it's very punishing. If you don't attack on the beat, your attack fails, and then yeah. you will oftentimes get completely ruined. Um, so Hi-Fi Rush is by the people who do Evil Within. But also, a lot of those developers used to work at Clover, and Clover did a lot of really bright, colorful, uh, genre-defying games back in the day. Beautiful Joe, The Wonderful 101. Oh, right. Okay. Um, a lot of these games that really, like, people love. I, you either love them or you hate them, but I, I used to love Beautiful Joe. That was a, such a great game. And... This is the same kind of palette. It's not the same game, but it's kind of cell shady, kind of like really bright. Um, and it looks, the, like it looks animation. It looks yes. and it, like it looks like a cartoon live. It's it's life. very much like it, without without going that that hard cell shaded look that some things have. It, it's it's very much. It looks like it could have been like a cartoon, but the the rhythm aspect of it is so friendly. That you, you you attack. If you're not attacking on beat, the character still attacks on beat. You just do slightly less damage. If you hit it on the beat, you get a bonus and you do bonus damage. And it's, it's got very, it's got carrot, not much stick. Yeah, no, it's all carrot, and gotcha. uh, you can you can select stick by going to above normal. <laughs> I was I've been playing on normal. And you should it absolutely is ex- make a game that that is the difficulty carrot. Yeah, or the difficulty stick. is all stick. <laughs> um. It's um, on normal. I, I I'm whiffing a lot of attacks, but I'm also hitting some things on thing, and it, like it feels really satisfying when you get on beat for these things. And they've got all kinds of stuff. So everything in the world moves to the beat. Like 
um, these greeblies on the wall will bounce up and down to the beat. Other enemies will walk or attack to the beat. And you can also bring up a bar at the bottom that will, it's a physical manifestation of the beat to show you when to attack. Yeah, I watched feels, some of the, uh, the Next Lander stream and they play some of that on that. And it was like, even like cutscenes are like, yeah. like it, the music is just never stops. It's always yes. in the background. And it's, uh, it's so well done and they don't punish you for not being like perfect on the beat, but also they give you bonuses for when you do get it. And it's just such a, a good combination. The character is so well realized and like, he's one of those clueless protagonists, but it works. Like it's, it's, it, 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 he's like that for a reason. And like, you're just, you're thrown into this world and you just accept it. It's great. But there were and no teasers for this. There was no absolutely word of its existence. No, like, no, oh, nothing on the, the radar. Way, it's done. It's out. It's <laughs> on Game the Pass. Honestly, even though like it's not necessarily my style of game, and I wasn't really interested, the fact that when they did the announcement, and it was like, oh, by the way, go play it. It's yes. all out. It's just that's done. Huge. <laughs> it's like, and wow, really? Huge. Okay, cool. Today, the, this day and age, that's that's nearly impossible. Yep. The response on Reddit, Reddit of all places, where everyone hates everything and everything sucks forever, <laughs> they love it. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, this early uh, game of the year entry that came out of nowhere. Like, it's such, I, I've never seen this much universal praise for a game that basically didn't exist two days ago. Nice. It's it's mind-boggling. It's but refreshing. It's, it's so fun. Like, that's even it. if it's not... Like download it, give it a shot. If you if it's not your thing, that's great. But I think it's worth playing. Oh, and that sure. comes back to the beauty of Game Pass. Oh, yeah, hundred I mean, percent. Such a ludicrous value. It's, and and to drop this little nugget out of nowhere, is, it's published by great. Bethesda, who's owned by Microsoft, which means it's going to be on Game Pass forever. Hmm. But like, and it's the, on other platforms. I think. It, the Steam, it's got like a ninety eight percent positive review out of four hundred and some odd reviews. Mm-hmm. Like it's universally acclaimed at this point. All I know is uh, Alex Navarro of Nextlander likes it, and he, he don't like nothing. Well, but he's a rhythm <laughs> right. guy. He's yeah. he's the rock band um, yes. uh, aficionado. He used to work for Harmonics, and he's a drummer. And this is one hundred percent his kind of thing, right? Because he's got rhythm. He can he could get in there, and I'm sure he can attack extremely did you, effectively. Did you play Metal Hellslinger at all? No, Hellsinger. Hellslinger. I think Hellsinger. Is it Singer? Singer. Okay. It's it's also a, a rhythm action game, like a lot more metal oriented. It's it's on Game Pass. You might want to mm. check that one out. I haven't Feel tried it. it either, but it's it's more of a. It looks more like Doom, but yeah. it's it, it does play in this in a similar fashion. So it'll, I'm I'm curious to see how it compares. But is that by the, the developer that did Devil Daggers? Maybe I'm not sure. Sounds like it probably could be. Yeah, take a look. Take a look at it later. Devil Daggers was a hell of a thing, but it wasn't rhythm based. Yeah, it, it was. It was a bullet hell, but there's in some first actual, person. There's some licensed songs in Metal Hellsinger. There's licensed songs Don't in this. Stream it. System of a Down. This one has a streaming mode. It does. Yeah, Ooh, that's, which is that's nice. Rare. Yeah, so that it replaces all the licensed music with music they created for the the game that fits the the BPM for that spot. Right. But if you're playing it at home, you can play it with the licensed music, which is. Fantastic. The music of Sousa. <laughs> I would like that. I'd be okay with that. That would be fine. I, you know. um, 
it's it's well done. And the fact that it's on Game Pass, if you've got an Xbox, you've got Game Pass, it's a no-brainer. It's mm-hmm. it's fantastic. And I was playing it on game streaming and it worked really well. That's shocking. Yeah. I was uh, I was I, I actually stuck around to after the Xbox developer stream because they did a whole uh Elder Scrolls online one that because <laughs> oh, really? that is it that it wasn't part of the stream it well it was part of the stream it was in the stream but then it did a full sort of like a full they All revealed right. the new expansion pack but then they went like a deep dive uh in the that's cool the, and it was yeah i'm i'm, I'm back how does in. it look i'm back in i'm like oh yeah this looks really really good it's nice that it's a it's the kind of game where you can dip in and enjoy the new content and then fuck off and play another game. You know, <laughs> unlike some games I know that just keep the goddamn <laughs> hooks in you at all fucking times. Listen, the only reason I'm like that with I'm ESO, I've, I've, I've literally done other than the, the, like the high end group rating and stuff, which I really have no interest in. Mm-hmm. I've done everything and mm-hmm. it's taken hundreds of hours to get there. I love ESO so deeply. I've played it so much, but like my, my main character is just, I have, I mean, there's, there's still some things to do. I still, I'm still finding quests that I never found before, but I'm like, huh, I'm just, we should do a Friday thing of ESO. I would, you guys want to play ESO? I am a hundred percent there. I will like, I've tried repeatedly to start playing that game and it just never clicks. You need, you need me. I don't know what it is. You I know. I, but I've never been, I've never <laughs> gotten into a, an Elder the, Scrolls game. Ever. The most time, oh. most fun I've had playing that was when you and I, when we were doing Doomer hooks. Mm-hmm. What are those things? Uh, the, um, oh, I do. I'm just, you're, you're throwing at me a curveball right now. They're extremely common. The uh, Dolmens. Yeah, the, Dolmens, that's Dolmens, it. yes. And there, yeah, there was the one with all the werewolves we right beside it. Dolmens, we, yeah, no, that's it. See, what we you would need, run over, kill the named werewolf, and then run back over and do the dolmen. I'm not even particularly interested in Elder Scroll stuff, right? But yeah. I'm an old uh, MMO fan, and and mm. it is such a good MMO, and there's so much personality and so much life in it. Um, I got I got a quest. I guarantee you, you do this quest, you will be hooked on Elder Scrolls Online. I will. Ooh. I will. I'm. Uh, I'm gonna go. show you. I'm gonna show you. Sh- I don't want the be- crack dealer. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm not saying you have to. I'm just saying if you want to, we can do it. That's, Here's that's the thing. Every day, every day, I take this. Well, when I usually take the subway to work, and I'm going up St. George Station, and they've still got the signage up for God of War Ragnarok, <laughs> which I still haven't played, uh-huh. and it says coming November 9th, 2022, and I'm like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, it's still sitting on my fucking PS5, mm-hmm. and I haven't played it, and I need to play it, and it just eats at me every time I see that. Let alone the pile. Yep. But yeah. Anyway. Anyway, um, we actually do have a bit of time. Uh, maybe we should do the top five thing. That's probably where we should go now because we don't yep. have that mm-hmm. much time. All right, hang on. I got to stand up and do a thing. I got I didn't plan. I should have planned. I'm standing up. Look, Planning Andrew can see my Dr. Teeth shirt. That's a dope-ass shirt. It's a pretty good shirt. Um, I got to grab a D20. I actually don't That's need to a, grab a D20. The Dr. Teeth show should be coming out pretty soon. I, yes. I believe so. I don't actually have my ear as much to the ground on that as I should. But I'm going to say March. Um, Probably. I could, be I could look it up online, but that would be cheating. Well, <laughs> not right now. Okay, so 
Uh, as we talked about last time, we are going to run down our top five games of all time. What we're going to do is on weeks like this, when a lot of stuff happened, we're going to defer it. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about it on, on the slow episodes when not much happens, which God knows when that's going to be. But what we're going to do right now is decide who goes first and then we're going to like figure out the rotation. So my proposition Mm-hmm. I currently have a, a D20. Oh, mm-hmm. a D20. Okay. Well, because it's, it, it's, it's the iconic, right? D3s it's, are a little trickier. I well, I do have a D4. We could do D4, which is probably <laughs> be closer. But the, what my proposition is, I'm going to roll this once for each of us, and we're going to do it in descending order of mm-hmm. whoever gets whatever number. And if, if the number gets doubled, then we'll just roll it. I like it. Okay. So the important thing, you can't really see this. This is actually a quartz crystal D20. Ooh, I have a quartz, like literally a rock crystal set of polyhedral dice. And this is I want to get a uh, metal set. I have, I have, Matt, I have Matt two metal really nice sets. Set. When I play Iron Sworn, my Oracle dice, the Oracle dice are metal. Nice. Literally metal. Uh, anyway, metal. we'll get into that later. So, okay. Right. Um, a rule for me. Yep. We're gonna yeah. do we're gonna do my number. Roll my for number initiative. <laughs> hmm. Literal well, initiative. Yeah, okay. Literal literal initiative. My initiative is seven. Nope. Wait. Okay. That's a four. That's a four. Oh. <laughs> wow. Four it's is seven. Than four. It's, it's beautiful, but you can't read it. Here's the problem. When you look, it's it's gold lettering on white. Oh, it's one of those. It's little, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's little. All right, four. All right. So that's, so, that's hang a on. very strong. Okay. Seven. Well, no, we're going to do it in descending order. So highest to lowest. So right. I'm not good. That's, oh, okay. that's not good for me. All right. Fair enough. All right. Do Andrew. Oh. All right. All right. Ready? I'm going to say it's going to be 12. 18. Ooh. All right. Andrew is 18. So far, Andrew is the front runner. I got my dice here. Oh, okay. Yeah. You roll, roll for yourself. Let's see. Is this a D20? That looks AD20. If it's between one and it's, three, you're still fine. <laughs> it's green plastic. That looks good. It is green. I got 11. 11. Okay, go. so the order in which we go, Andrew will be first, Jamie okay. will be next, and I will be third. I have mine all chosen and ranked. I, I yeah I've got my I got my whole list I got my top five already. I so. will definitely have mine ready to go. <laughs> so Andrew will be the first one to go when we do with the top five games of all time. We will be talking about Andrew's number five. What JB is holding up a box. I, I, I also right beside my uh, my dice. I also have a, a, a deck of flux cards. We play, we we, play that. Oh, sometime. we played Monty Seven Python flux. Yeah. Oh, we but should got, stream that. I've got Cthulhu Flux and Lunacy. Hmm. Okay, I got some thinking to do because that would be freaking hilarious if we were to stream that. Oh, that might be problematic. Anyway, we are, um, so we're not quite, we're not going to be at two hours for the actual podcast because we've been recording for two hours and we've had some breaks, but Mm -hmm. I think we're pretty much done. Are we good? 
We're good. Mm-hmm. We get you know coming in under two hours is not a bad. Doing thing. I have some thoughts about politics. I'd like to get into. I mean, you know, go for it. I you, nothing stopping you. It's not me. I I edit it, so you can you'll end up saying anything I want you to say. You can hear it on my podcast. <laughs> I don't have a name for it yet. The Joe Rogan Show. Yeah. No, stop no, saying words. <sighs> anything? The else? algorithm cast. It's, <laughs> you know. We don't need, who needs the algorithm? We certainly don't. The you Web3 know. NFT Fun Time Hour. Brought to you by Crypto.com. You know, you're JB typing. It's, uh, what are you typing, JB? I can hear you typing on your... I'm typing a joke. Super clicky <laughs> keyboard. Uh-oh. I don't know. I don't know where this is. Anyway, okay. I think we're gonna call it here. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. As always, what a pleasure I am shocked <laughs> there are so many of you listening to this you have no idea what you got yourselves into but we we appreciate you all we really do it's amazing and encouraging and we will continue to do this as long as you want to listen to it hopefully it's brought you some pleasure and some fun and that is our entire goal so as always check the link tree in the show notes that's got everything for operation puppet to the discord join the discord to uh all of our links uh join mastodon if you can get, wrap your head around it if not there may be an upcoming video on our youtube channel that will help you with that um so yeah i think we're gonna call it for now thank you everybody episode two is in the can thank you gentlemen Thank you. And we're going to uh, hit the outro. Here we go. Thanks, all. You have been listening to Pixels and Puppets, the Operation Puppet podcast. Visit www.operationpuppet.com for all our links. Tell your friends. Give us a rating wherever you get your podcasts. And join us again because nothing is more entertaining than aging nerds giving their opinions on the internet.